Welcome to the Weird Works Podcast. I'm Dr. Christy, your host. Join us for conversations about alternative and sometimes controversial healthcare topics. This podcast will provide the evidence that you need in order to make informed decisions about your health, to empower you with the facts that you need to advocate for your health, and to encourage you that there is hope your body heals. Join us from experts from all things weird, as well as the testimonies of people with stories of radical healing who were once told that perhaps their condition was a death sentence, that they would just need to live with it, or that drugs and invasive surgery were the only answer. Let's get into agreement that if there is something natural and non-invasive that could be helpful, that it could be your first option rather than your last resort. Hi, everybody. We had to get all of our technology. This is high tech for me, you guys. We have, we're trying to record in the classroom and on Zoom. Crazy town. But we're figuring it out. How's everybody? Good. Good. Awesome. Well. Good. So tonight we are doing our hair, skin, and nails class. And the reason why we do this every May is because um, well, in honor of Mother's Day and beauty, and of course, we all want to look better and feel better and be beautiful and kind of equate like some of our outside appearance with our internal health as well. Um, but we always are talking about food and food labels and how to kind of scrutinize what we're eating. But we really also need to get focused on how to read labels on the products that we put on and in our bodies as well. And we're going to talk all the nerdy science. You guys are going to, my panel of experts here tonight are going to help me nerd it out and bring you the science and then also bring you the solution for it as well. Um, but our skin is our largest organ on our body and it's permeable. And this is a big fun word to mean that we absorb into our bodies what we put on our skin. And so, you know, in the office, we test people for all sorts of chemical toxicities and we're always trying to help people clean those out. But if we could teach you where they come from and how to avoid them in the first place, like that would be even more proactive and preventative. So that's kind of what our talk is about. So I want to introduce our panel of experts. So the first one we have with us, Charlie Harvey. Hi, Hi. <laughs> good to see you. You too. <laughs> so everybody knows Charlie that's part of the practice and has been here for a while. She's near and dear to our hearts. She's been an associate here with us. She's an advanced nutrition response testing practitioner, um, but she's also a wellness advocate for doTERRA since 2013. So she's going to be our essential oil expert tonight and then teach us how to use oils and which ones for um, all sorts of hair, skin, and nail like maladies. Okay. And then Kay Giotto, she's got the pretty orange background and the glowy skin always. Um, she is a beauty, health, and wellness consultant and executive regional vice president with Arbonne International. So we've decided to um, side with Arbonne so that we can give women a healthier solution. So, you know, you tell your women that, you know, hey, you can't use your favorite makeup or mascara or lipstick. And they're like, what? You know, it can be kind of devastating, hard to swallow news. So Katie's here. She's going to um, teach us how to make simple changes to our health and have a healthier lifestyle, but in a simplistic way. Um, she's been doing that for the past eight years. She's a mother of two young boys and a wife to a Jack Spire rescue lieutenant. I didn't even say that. Charlie's a mama too. So our mama bears in the room, obviously, sometimes are motivated to take care of us and learn healthier products when they have families because they want to learn, you know, that kind of accelerates people's like desire to learn 
the safety of the products that they're using on their families and kiddos. And then Sarah, hi Sarah. Sarah's got the um, gray fireplace behind her. So she's my most recent hairstylist. My hairstylist uh, retired and I was devastated because what do you do with curly hair in humid Florida? Not really great options. So um, she's a cut and color correction specialist and she focuses on healthy hair, which I love. That's why I found her in the first place. Um, and she um, was motivated. Her husband had an autoimmune condition that wasn't well treated or explainable. And so that led her to start learning about the safety of products. And so she uses all sorts of safer, cleaner products in her cut and color. And I'll let her talk about it later, but like, I didn't know that you could actually get like decent highlights that aren't brassy. And like, she does all this wild, crazy, like I don't know, what do you call them, fashion colors? And you see like the mermaid hair and stuff. She does that and it's actually organic. I had no idea that you could do that with organic. I thought for sure like, okay, she's got this part of her like business that's organic and then she does this other half. And she's like, oh no, she showed me the, she showed me the packaging when I was in there. We label read her products in front of her and they were good, it was legit. So those are your experts for tonight. And so um, the why is that, <laughs> This is hilarious, but it's true. And I'm not calling you women now, but I'm a woman. And so if this doesn't pertain to you, then you can just say I'm making fun of myself. So I'm gonna say like women could be like all over the place, like scatterbrained, having chronic pain, stressed to the max, totally like irritable and short tempered with the family, you know, not sleeping well, gut issues, all these things could be wrong. And like, they still don't come in for our help, but like their hair starts falling out and thinning and they're like, oh, hold the phone. I don't think so. Like I need to go see somebody about this. And then they come and then we help them with the hair, but we help them with all the other problems as well. because come to find out they're probably related, right? Okay, so good. did you guys all know that before doctors had all this fancy technology and all their diagnostics and some of the, you know, blood work and everything that they actually used to look at you? That's how doctors used to tell about the quality of your health. So they used to see, they look at your hair, like, is it dry or brittle or changes? They look at your skin, change in texture, if there's rough patches, different changes in coloration, fine lines. Did you know that if you suddenly develop a crease in your earlobe that you could be having cardiovascular issues? Who knew? We have this really gross book. It's fascinating, but gross, you know, like the train wreck that you can't look away from. This book in our waiting room that is on like oriental medicine, like diagnosis of like hair, skin and nails. And you can look at like all these wrong things with your tongue and it's pretty gross actually. <laughs> but it's fascinating because that's what doctors used to do to tell you. And so we still can use that wisdom from doctors from years ago. Okay, so. I kind of want to know from each of the panelists tonight, what did motivate you? I said a little bit about having families and I know um, Sarah's husband's health history, but Katie, do you want to start us off and kind of tell us, you know, how you got involved with cleaner products and why you decided to align with Arbonne in the first place? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, well, okay. first of all, thank you for having me on. So if I had to think back, like what was the start of kind of my journey on prioritizing my health. Um, in college, I remember reading this book and I tried to find it because I couldn't remember the name of it. I think it was like gorgeously green or something like that. And it was all about um, how you can, you know, use great products and make sure that they're healthy and safe. And that was really eye-opening to me. That was probably the first time 
that I started to become educated on needing to look at, you know, the ingredients in my face wash and makeup and things like that. But like you said, absolutely. The biggest things for me was when I got pregnant, realizing that, you know, what I'm consuming is affecting the development of my child. That was kind of eye-opening. And then even as a mom, um, as a breastfeeding mom, same thing, like realizing what I'm consuming is affecting my children. And then my older son, when he was a newborn, he was dealing with eczema. And that's when I would say I really became passionate about looking at ingredients because, um, and, and not to, I won't name any names, but a lot of the doctors and dermatologists we were taking him to were recommending these products. And um, I was looking at the ingredients and, you know, the first ingredient was something like mineral oil, which is petroleum based and, you know, carcinogenic. And it just really opened my eyes that a lot of people aren't super knowledgeable on that. And they're just recommending something because the person before them recommended it. And that really like got me into doing researching, you know, research and trying to find a company to, you know, buy my products from. And that's how it started for me. Um, and then I can tell you later on, like why, why I chose Arbonne specifically, but it definitely was mainly revolved around, you know, my family and, and just being knowledgeable at how, how it affects all of us. Got it. I love it. That's great. Okay, Ms. Charlie, you want to tell us how you got together with doTERRA and just why you got interested in healthy, cleaner products as well? Yes. So mine started more with, um, I grew up, I would say maybe in a more crunchy home, if you want to call it that, where we were taught to read labels and to know what was in the food that we were eating, but then also did care about and know about reading labels on beauty care products as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and toothpaste, all the things we, my mom taught us to read labels, but I wanted natural solutions or tools in my home to take care of my family. That's where my love for the essential oils started. My husband would get respiratory infections several times a year, usually twice a year and would end up on antibiotics. And I obviously knew that that was not a long-term solution for him. I want him, I want antibiotics to work for him when he's 80 years old and he does get a respiratory infection that gets away from us or that um, we do need Western medicines help with. And so that's how I started using the oils. And we had a protocol that we I remember getting the oils and my husband started, he has like, um, he knows when he's getting the cough, you know, he's like, do you have something you can do for this? And I was like, I don't know. I have this box of oils. And so we found a protocol and we followed it using the antibacterial oils like oregano and melaleuca and breathe. And, um, we followed it for two days straight and, um, he nipped it. And then we were like, wow, these are amazing. They are really powerful tools. So I started for that reason. And then, you know, it grew as we learned to use them. I'm like, you know, it's really important what you're putting on your body. So it being a quality oil, and I'll talk more about that later um, and why I love doTERRA, but with the rest of it, you know, we grew into the same oil that I can use for cleansing my skin. I can also clean the kitchen counters with, <laughs> or I can apply to my skin for anti-aging purposes and not just for an ailment of sorts. So they all started to cross over. So it became really important. You know, what we're putting on our skin goes directly into our bodies and into our bloodstream, which is one of the reasons why essential oils are effective because they can get right to work. So if that's the case, then it makes you really think about about what you're putting on your body. Um, everything is going into your skin and can get to work. So, and for good and for, or for bad. <laughs> right, exactly. 
Well, and I love that multitasking factor. Like who doesn't love like one product that does like several things, right? Right. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Sarah, tell us your story. You're on mute, just so you know. All right. Well, thank you for having me, Dr. Christie. Of course. So um, after a car accident that my husband and I were in in 2018, my husband developed an autoimmune disease called leukocytoclastic vasculitis. And essentially, it took alternative medicine to figure out what was wrong. Um, thank you to the amazing Dr. Chrissy Harvell. She was the one that actually listened. <laughs> <laughs> she was the one that actually listened to what was going on with my husband and just kind of took things back to, you know, square one and used food and natural supplements to essentially let his body heal itself. After multiple trips to the ER, doctors telling us they don't know. I actually had one doctor tell us that they gave him about six months to live because they didn't know what was wrong. And um, it was just everything that was putting him into the ER. It was changing his laundry detergents. It was Tylenol arthritis, um, body washes, you name it. We would just be rushed right into the ER because he would start breaking out into a rash. And then he'd swell up to about three times his size and he'd feel like he was on fire. And I knew then that something you know, his body is giving him some type of warning sign that something's not right with these ingredients. And that's when I started really looking into it and making the switch. And I thought if his body at least gives him that warning sign of a rash and swelling like this, there's something wrong here. What about the people that don't experience that? Like myself, my body doesn't give me a warning sign, but that still can't be good for me. So uh, I did a lot of research and I found a lot of cleaner and safer products to use in the salon. And that's really how I started focusing on cleaner and safer hair care, because I wanted my husband to be comfortable coming to the salon to get his hair done and be, you know, inclusive with uh, everybody. And I feel like that's becoming a bigger issue now for everyone. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. And I think it's cool because it's a male testimonial too. So like I say women in Mother's Day, and that tends to be when we feature this, but like men use products too. And I find that sometimes like, you know, I'm married and my husband knows a lot. He works on site here at Health by Design now as well. But, you know, there's just certain products that I just can't get off of his bathroom counter for some reason that he's like holding on to. So we do have to think about the men and the health and the men's care, which is awesome. Like Sarah treats, you know, treats. I always say treats because that's what I do. Sarah, um, <laughs> services men. I don't know how to say that. That sounds really terrible. How do you say it, Sarah? Please help me out. <laughs> I have male and female clients. Okay, that's a really good way to say it. <laughs> Essential oils, of course, can be used for male or female. And then Katie will teach you too. They have like men's skincare lines as well. I know you guys are all giggling now. We have fun here. What are we going to say? Okay, so. I would love Katie to kind of set the stage for us, like why this is such a dilemma and how has this become like such a mystery? Like you would think sometimes that if there are products that are on our shelves that are allowed to be sold to us that are commonplace and in the stores that they would have been tested for some level of safety. So Katie, do you want to talk to us about the issue of kind of like outdated labeling laws and consumer, you know, advocacy? Yeah. 
Um, well, what a wonderful thought that if something was on yeah. a store shelf, it would be healthy and safe for everyone. I wish that were the case. And hopefully, you know, one day we do get there. But um, the one thing I always like to point out is that the FDA, which is typically what, you know, someone might think is like a regulatory body body that's out there for our health and safety. Um, they, the number is always changing a little bit, but they ban only, we'll, we'll just say less than 20 to keep it a simple number, um, less than 20 ingredients, which is really pretty sad because there are, you know, thousands of ingredients out there. And so they're just really not in the forefront of doing the research and, and you know, banning ingredients that we know are not, you know, healthy for us. And even ingredients that they know are not healthy, they're just not taking the step to ban them. Um, so it is sad that there's not, you know, someone looking out for our better health, but that's why it's really important for us as individuals, you know, to become educated and know what to look out for. And I know for me, it almost felt a little overwhelming to think about needing to become an ingredient expert and, you know, reading every label and then having to research, you know, the 20 ingredients in each product. Um, but there are some, you know, some easier ways. And one of them is, um, the European Union is a regulatory body, obviously over in Europe, that does regulate certain ingredients. And just as a comparison, they ban over 1,400 ingredients. So you can compare that to oh. the less than 20 here in the States. That's crazy, um, right? I know that. And, and obviously with that, with that vast difference of numbers, it's not just you know, someone's opinion, right? That one person thinks it's okay and another person doesn't think it's okay. But the interesting thing is, you know, you couple the, the very little regulation here in the US, you couple that with the wonderful, you know, rising desire for clean products, which is amazing that more and more people are wanting that, but you couple those two things together and what that creates are companies that are getting really smart with their marketing terms and so they're using really fun marketing terms like plant-based and natural and eco-friendly. And, you know, those sound wonderful. And especially when you're trying to be healthy, you're like, oh, yes, I want that all natural product. Sure. Um, but those are not regulated terms. They're really just, you know, fun marketing terms to, to get the people who are looking for healthy products to buy theirs, you know, even, even without that. And so I always just like to point out that to keep things simple, if if you do really want to use a healthy and safe product, you can just look for what type of certifications a product has because you can't claim to be certified, whatever, vegan, if you don't, in fact, meet all of the criteria. So um, that's like a simple way, you know, to look for certifications since there isn't a ton of, you know, standard regulation out there for us. Sorry, no, that was a long answer to the question. <laughs> no, that's fine. I want people to have as much information to be smart consumers as they possibly can. So you mentioned the European standard, you mentioned um, vegan, but what is the B certification? What is that? Yeah, yeah so um, a B corporation is a certification that's not necessarily directly tied to the health and safety of products. Um, although it does typically have a lot of crossover. So a B um, corporation is basically proving that they're held to really high standards for social and environmental um, requirements. And so a big part of that is sustainability. And a lot of times sustainability and healthier products do kind of go hand in hand, um, but it really means that they're really valuing the planet 
Um, they're not willing to, you know, compromise how things are sustainably sourced and how they're farmed just for the good of, you know, making a great product. Um, right. So that is another wonderful certification to look out for as well. Cool. Anything else that would be helpful when people are looking for safe products that they could look on labeling or certifications or otherwise? Yeah. Um, well, so a few more that I wanted to mention, but I do want to circle back just for a second on, yeah. on the vegan certification, because maybe there's someone out there who has similar thoughts to me when I first learned that. Um, I don't live a, a vegan lifestyle. You know, I'm okay with, with having some animal protein and I do eat some dairy. So at first I didn't think that that certification really meant a whole lot to me. Um, but then I really researched like, what does that mean? And, you know, it does mean, you know, um, no animal testing. So if that's something important to you, that's wonderful. But a big thing from a health standpoint is it means that they do not use any animal byproducts. And I will spare you of all the gross details on exactly what that is. Um, but basically it is, again, proof because it's a certification that they are not using the animal byproducts, which is essentially the most toxic part of an animal, which is the, the fat. Um, and so, you know, even if you don't care about the animal testing or you're okay with not living a vegan lifestyle from a health standpoint in personal care products, that's a big thing. And companies aren't using animal byproducts because they think it's good for you. They're using it because it's a great cheap thickener and filler. So there's no, there's no benefit for us. You know, it's just purely for the company. Um, but another thing is, um, you know, if, if you are seeing someone like Dr. Christie and you know, you have, um, you know, a gluten sensitivity, we'll just use that for example, some skincare products will have that certification as well. And you may not think it matters as much because you're not consuming it like a food. Um, but it certainly can for some people, if there's a high sensitivity, you know, that can definitely cause your skin to break out or have rashes or be sensitive. Um, so that's another thing to look out for is, is you know, the gluten-free certification. Um, and then of course there's ingredients you can look out for, right? No chemical fragrances, but that's, that's where specific ingredients, it can start to get a little overwhelming. And that's where, again, I just oh, refer yeah. back to the European Union. I'm like, you know, they, they have very high standards if it's certified through them, that's a good, you know, place to start. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a great explanation. And she's totally right. Like the animal byproducts, if they're using like the fat from animals, your fat is actually your protective mechanism in your body. And so that acts as an insulator if you have a toxic load in the body. And so like when we have patients, a lot of people come trying to lose weight and a big barrier of why people can't lose weight in the first place is often because there's the toxic load in the cells. So your body and its intelligent design is not going to dump all these toxins and shed your fat cells and then really like make you sick. So until the toxic burden is handled in the body, the fat won't come off. So mm -hmm. you take these animals, animals aren't put on detox programs before they harvest the fat products and the byproducts to make these like skincare and beauty care products. So you're literally like taking the most toxic part of the animal, like she said. I just wanted to kind of circle back and explain it because we've talked about that that link before in our detox programs with toxins and fat cells. So yeah, sometimes we have to gross you out and get real for 
you to get empowered to make decisions because it could seem overwhelming, you know, like, okay, you hang up the phone at the end of the class and you're like, oh, like that was a lot of information and maybe I should make some changes, but it's too overwhelming. So we're going to show you resources on how you can look up and start getting educated on some of the names of these big chemicals that can seem, you know, like maybe you need a biochemical degree to understand. We're going to continue to break it down for you guys over the course of tonight. Okay, so Charlie, I know Charlie likes to nerd it out with the science with me. So I gave her the task of explaining how is our skin so dang important. So take it away, Charlie. All right. So obviously our, our skin, we often don't think of our skin as an organ, but it is absolutely the biggest organ on our body and holds all of our or other organs. So it take, if you were to split us open, she said, we like to gross you out, split us open Go and lay it. us out flat. <laughs> it's about 18 <laughs> square feet surface area, um, that our skin would cover on average. Obviously we're all different sizes. And so it's, hugely important. It's a ginormous organ and um, everything we touch, we clean with even, you know, put on our skin goes right into your bloodstream. Like we talked about earlier, and you can, you can look at people and even tell a lot about their health just by looking at them. Is their skin glowing? Are they dehydrated? If their cheeks are super red, I'm like, Ooh, they have high blood pressure or I can, you know, you see an eczema outbreak or something. You're like, okay, there's something deeper going on there. There's some more that needs to be dealt with, with, for that person. And so you can tell a lot about your health by just looking at your skin. Um, and one also with that, your skin is your detoxifying organ. And that's why we see when there's disruption in the gut or somewhere else, then you're going to see activity on the skin. And I'll talk about what I call the three chimneys later and what that means. But when there's disruption and say the gut, then you're going to see it come start to show on the skin if you're not handling it from within. And so our skin needs to be able to breathe and detox properly. And the pores um, need to be able to breathe. So an example of that, that would be not helpful in hair, skin, and nails would be antiperspirant deodorants are blocking the pores in your underarms, which is where we house a ton of lymph nodes there, our breast health, everything is filtering through there. Um, and so you're, you need to be able to sweat and let things come out of your skin. <laughs> and then also petroleum-based products, products have very, very large molecules. And so those products will just sit on the surface of the skin and block you from being able to detox or um, even regulate your body temperature. So if you're using petroleum-based product products on a baby or an elderly person who has a really hard time regulating their body temperature, those very large molecules are um, going to inhibit their bodies from being able to do that. And then also inhibit you from absorbing anything good that might be in the product that you're using. Uh, women, they say, absorb on average five pounds of chemicals every year from cosmetics alone. Um, so that's something that we just want to think about and pay close attention to. If you just pick one thing at a time, okay, what's, what's one way I can contribute less to that five pounds in a year and make small changes? Wow. Five pounds. Like that's crazy. You guys think of like a five pound weight. I know you've all picked up a five pound weight before and um, that's a lot. So or a bag of sugar, um, right? That's five pounds. Yeah. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. You're the one who told me about the time you put sugar bags in the waiting room. Um, I, was... I think 
I think they're two pounds. Yeah, we did stack them up. I'll tell you guys that story later. Maybe we'll do it again in the office. Now we have the space. Yeah, but five pounds of chemicals from cosmetics alone. So Katie, would you rather absorb Katie's cosmetics that are, you know, be certified and vegan and gluten-free and European standards and they leave out like 1500 different chemicals or like L'Oreal or CoverGirl or something that you're grabbing from CVS. So that, that is like outstanding. Okay, so we got to understand a little bit about the skin. So thank you. That was awesome. Now, Sarah, so I said that in the intro a little bit, like it is possible to achieve like the color and, you know, the anti-frizz. I'm trying to think of all the things. I'll just tell you all my problem. Brassiness, you know, <laughs> color that doesn't fade. Like you wouldn't actually do that without chemicals. Yes, yes, you can. So brass, yellow, orange, that color of like spicy mustard that hair can get sometimes. Those are all just underlying tones that make up hair. Um, to avoid this, you either have to lift higher than the desired color and tone it down or just expect there to be some warmth that is normal. That can be corrected, though, with toner or gloss. It's the same thing, just goes by different names. Um, never skip that step. Um, the lightener that I use on my clients is formaldehyde-free, and it is organic. It's actually coconut-based. It has organic pomegranate, uh, pomegranate seed oil, primrose oil, and avocado oil in it. And um, it's actually, it uses heat to lift the cuticle of the hair, which is like the outer layer. Kind of looks mm -hmm. like shingles on a roof or like fish scales, or since we're all women here, mermaid scales. Um, but it uses <laughs> heat to swell them versus formaldehyde that would just kind of rip through them to get the color out of the hair and lighten you up. Um, sometimes it does take more than one session to go a little bit lighter and beat brass, but there are things like um, my favorite brass shampoo would be Buster Brass. It is an all natural organic shampoo that helps to control warmth. And um, as you're on your journey to go lighter, but um, low and slow is typically the key and learning to just fall in love with the process, but your hair will thank you. Right, that's the problem. I, I want you to tell us like a hair disaster story and maybe that has to do with color correction or somebody applying chemicals instead of trying to do it naturally. Or have we not told people, I feel like we're singing the same song here, like our, our methods do take longer, right? Like this isn't a quick fix. Your health isn't a quick fix. Your nutrition isn't a quick fix. So maybe your hair and your beauty can't be a quick fix either, huh? Yeah, absolutely. What's your, what's your hair disaster story? Oh my gosh, I have so many. <laughs> um, so I'm actually working on making a video soon. It's, it's uh, going to be my plastic scrape test. This is something I actually do when I'm in the salon, but I take my shears and I take a piece of somebody's hair. I don't cut it off. I just hold like a good section of the hair and I actually scrape plastic that's built up onto people's hair off just to show them, um, how much filler is, is on their hair, um, these are like products that get loaded with uh, cheap ingredients, kind of like that animal byproduct. Um, you have plastic filler in there. Unfortunately, things like formaldehyde, you have all kinds of things that you just wouldn't normally consume. And mind you, when you put something on your skin, it's absorbed to the bloodstream in seconds. But um, yeah, these are things that you find on the grocery store shelves for like five to $10. They were made in a lab that's uh, mass produced, whereas shampoos that are used 
um, in salon or uh, things that you can get through like Katie, um, you know, doTERRA I know has a shampoo line that not only smells amazing, but you don't have to worry about, you know, getting sick from it. Um, I always like to say, if you can put it on your um, tub and not worry about your baby grabbing it and taking a swig of it, because let's be mm -hmm. honest, kids put everything in their mouth, <laughs> then uh, you'll be good to go. You shouldn't have to be afraid of your kid putting a shampoo bottle in their mouth, you know, but, um, but yeah, they just get filled with so much gunk essentially. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the biggest thing people get shocked at is when I, I take their hair and I actually scrape off the plastic from the hair. That's so gross. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously in the office, plastic is in the test kits and BPA and then all the alphabet soup of all the other types of plastics that don't get as like publicized, but those are endocrine disruptors. So all the, you know, that plastic stuff mimics estrogen and can throw off your entire endocrine system. So, you know, it makes sense. Like people are like, oh, water bottles make sense, Tupperware, plastic baggies, all that kind of thing. But you're not thinking necessarily, your first thought doesn't go to like your hair products, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and then you do kind of deal with skin too, because I'm sure you've seen all sorts of scalp conditions. Are those usually because of cheap products that people are using? Like what kind of skin irritation do you see from hair products? Oh yeah, I actually had a client come in. Um, this was about four months ago. I've been doing this gentleman's hair. It just happens to be a, a guy in this case. Um, yeah. I've been doing this gentleman's hair for about five years and I noticed the last time I was cutting his hair um, he had a very large bald spot on the back of his head and that was never there and it didn't look like a scar it was just perfectly empty and mm -hmm. I asked him what happened or if he even noticed it and he said that he used dare I say what the shampoo was but it was a drugstore shampoo that he had picked up and he said that the minute he put it on um, he noticed burning and then throughout the course of the next week the hair just started falling out and again that was about four months ago he gets a haircut every like three to four weeks so four haircuts later and not a single hair has grown back wow and that is very common wow yeah so hair that doesn't grow back could be Think, think about products. Okay, thank you for sharing. Um, we'll keep with the hair and the scalp conversation. Um, Charlie, I know has a bunch of cool things for like dandruff remedies and stuff. So do you wanna talk about now like some of the use of essential oils? So we're talking about six products, but you can actually make some of your own products too, right? Yes, yeah, so that's what I love about the oils is you can have any issue and then you can go look, there's an oil for that, you know, look in your yeah. toolbox. So if someone in my family were having dandruff, then I would know a couple oils offhand that I could add to their shampoo or um, that they could start using consistently. I've made a dry shampoo for myself just using arrowroot powder. And I'll talk about some of the oils that I add to it. Um, and then there's lots of people who get eczema or psoriasis along the hairline. So there's a couple oils for that also. So some of the oils that are most common would be adding lavender to your shampoo, or like I added it to the air root powder for dry shampoo, but it's cleansing to the scalp. And then it helps you to have healthy hair as well. And then clean peppermint is 
simply invigorating. It feels <laughs> really good in your shampoo. Um, obviously, be careful to keep it out of your eyes, but to massage it into the scalp. Cedarwood is soothing to skin, so it's just calming if there's any irritation on the scalp. Rosemary, people use that to re-stimulate hair growth. So I was thinking about Sarah's customer where um, people add rosemary to their shampoo if there's hair loss or need, they, they want extra hair to grow. Um, I can't claim that the rosemary will make you grow hair, but you should add it to your shampoo. And then the eucalyptus is invigorating and soothing as well. And I know Dr. Christie even just drops it on the floor in the shower and gets a steam shower with her eucalyptus. But for hair growth or dandruff remedy, you could just add five drops of lavender, five drops of melaleuca, five drops of rosemary. And cypress is a circulation oil. So it brings blood to the tissues. And that would be really important for scalp. Um, Dr. Christie mentioned the wrinkling of the ear for a heart issue. So a lack of circulation to those extraneous tissues is really important. So cypress is known to um, increase circulation to the area. So that, that would be a couple tips. There's lots of them. The two most common ones to put on psoriasis or eczema on the scalp would be frankincense and copaiba. And then maybe some myrrh because myrrh is really hydrating to the skin as well. And these things smell good too. So that's what's kind of fun. Like she was talking about putting the eucalyptus in the shower. It's like spa day every single day. So just talking about self-care and, you know, doing some things to remind yourself to like slow down and take a breath and take in the scenes and maybe like, you know, oils, the scents of oils actually are a good memory hook. So you can associate scents with positive um, self-talk and messaging. So if every day you put a certain scent in your shower, like eucalyptus with me, and you do your devotional or prayers, some positive affirmations, you know, that is going to help you get in the spirit because sometimes like maybe you don't feel like being grateful when you're in the shower on a Monday morning after a long <laughs> weekend or at the end of a long week and you just don't want to do another day. So, you know, there's some, some help in that too. So again, just awesome, like how these things are so multi-use. Okay, so Katie, Retin-A and hormones are really popular products for anti-aging. And of course, we know they're toxic and endocrine disruptors. And so um, what are some alternatives? Like what do you got for some of the best natural anti-aging skin products with um, avoiding some of those things? Yeah, so you know, when even you're just looking at skincare, the category in general, Arvon does have a lot of different options, um, which is nice because we can find a good fit for everyone. But hands down, if someone is looking for something like anti-aging, I always recommend the same thing because it's amazing. It's called our Age Well line. Um, and I even just love the name because you, you can't really anti-age, right? So you just want to be able to age in the healthiest, most beautiful way. Um, and what I love about this line is it's a perfect example of how it is possible to have something that's, you know, safe and clean while also being high performance results driven. Because a lot of people honestly feel like they have to choose one or the other, right? You, right. you get something from the dermatologist that helps right away, but you're scared to look at the ingredients or you get something, you know, natural and organic, but it, it doesn't really work. Um, and so of course I can't go over all the ingredients, but there's, there's really this like power trio of ingredients in the age well line that's worth um, touching on. So Bicuchiol, um, which is kind of Dr. Christie, what you were talking about how, you know, retinol is what a lot of people hear about for performance driven. Um, right. 
but it's not as safe, right? It's certainly not for everyday use. And so Bacuchiol is basically a plant-based alternative to retinol. So it's just as powerful and effective, yet much more gentle on the skin. And um, just to give you another little specific example of you know, why I love Arbon, it's not just about using the right ingredient, but they actually um, source the Bacuchiol. It comes from a plant called Babchi, I think is how you say it. I don't know, from India. Um, and they make sure that they have this, the third party certification to prove that that plant wasn't um, grown with pesticides. So like it's really looking at the, the very fine fine tuning, right? So um, Bacuchiol is definitely something you guys could look out for. It's becoming more popular. Um, another thing is stabilized vitamin C. And I think a lot of people have heard, you know, how vitamin C can be great for anti-aging. But one thing a lot of people don't realize is when you're looking at a traditional retinol, you can't combine it with vitamin C because it basically makes the retinol unstable. So that's just another perk of using the Bacuchiol instead is that you can combine those two together. Um, and then also we use uh, plant stem cells, which are really great to help the appearance of skin's elasticity and firmness. Again, I could go on and on about, you know, other ingredients, but our AgeWell line, like those are the three trio ingredients that just make it, you know, really amazing. Again, best of both worlds, results driven, but also not compromising on, on health and safety. <laughs> um, and, and just one thing to mention too, you know, that's great skincare. Um, and we, we can't go down this rabbit hole, um, but just to touch on makeup, right? You don't want to use all the best skincare and, and not care about what's in your makeup too. So, um, but yeah. I know we can talk about that tonight, but just a little plug into, you know, all these things we're saying about your skin, you need to think about for makeup too. Right. No, I love it. Well, and I think too, like, because we were just talking about like the hormone thing, um, and our, you know, what's trusted to be sold in, um, you know, Target and CVS and Walmart and all the like retail stores that they don't have to say that it contains hormones in it. Mm -hmm. So like, again, this outdated like regulatory association that's not really updating label laws. Like I think they haven't been updated since the 1920s or something. I don't know if that's right, Katie, the dates, but like think about how many more chemicals have come on the market since they have not updated the labeling laws. Like there's thousands of chemicals that are out there, you guys, that are allowed to be in the products. Mm -hmm. And so what you need to understand is that like there's a certain percentage, like if there's less than 2% of an ingredient in a product, they don't have to put it on the label. Well, 2% of a product, if it's like hormones so that they can have an anti-aging effect, is actually a lot. And then the skin is permeable and you bring that into the body. So there's all these like hormone, you know, issues, people come in with infertility and problems with their menstrual cycle and, you know, all sorts of mood and energy and stress issues. And like, it could be linked to like what you're putting on your skin. So that's why we're making a big deal about all of this. It's big. Yeah. Okay. So good. I'm going to go back to Miss Charlie. You were helping us with essential oils and what to do for the scalp. So what other types of skin ailments can be addressed with essential oils? I know you brought up um, psoriasis and eczema. Those are huge things. A lot of women bring their selves, but also the children. And we're unfortunately seeing a lot more eczema and psoriasis in the kiddos. So tell us a little bit more about other skin conditions that can be helped. Yes. Um, there. I was like, where would I even stop listing the skin conditions? Cause I could go anywhere from 
um i had a splinter on my toe the other night and like oh i had to grab the lavender and the lavender drew the splinter out and then i put melaleuca on it you know as an astringent to clean it and then i'm like what did i do before the oils i really don't know but um anywhere from like bruises to you know i know it's very common with babies and people in general to get yeast on the skin they've had lots of success with yeast on the skin um dermatitis, cellulite, acne, I, there's a million anti-aging properties. There's a hundred different uses for it topically. Mm. Um, and so I'll go through several of the most common essential oils that are used topically and a couple recipes to share with people. Frankincense is probably the most commonly known essential oil for using anti-aging, um, reducing the fine lines and rejuvenating the skin. I put a drop of frankincense, and that's what I do also enjoy is I add the essential oils to my um, anti-aging skincare. I just add a drop of the frankincense every single night. They have, doTERRA has a blend called Immortel. So I've actually switched over to adding an, um, I pop the roller top off of it and I drop a, a drop of that into my uh, moisturizer. Sandalwood is used to uh, promote smooth skin. So helping naturally exfoliate the skin and reduce imperfections in the skin. Lavender, everybody knows most commonly that it's soothing and calming, calming redness, irritation. It's a natural antihistamine. I, like I said, it draws out impurities. So I drew out the piece of wood that was stuck in my foot. Myrrh is known for hydration, myrrh and yarrow, where it actually draws moisture um, into the skin and holds moisture in the skin. So it's really popular for people who have a lot of dryness. Helichrysum is known for regenerating tissue. And I can vouch for that after nursing there. I tried everything on, um, for balms for the breast <laughs> and nothing and worked until I, I just was dropping straight helichrysum and it healed so quickly and it's just support supported the cells turning over fast enough because you know you have to nurse again in three hours so you need it to get to work and um rose is what they call the queen of the oils frankincense is the king rose is the queen and she is known for actually stopping down the breakdown of collagen and stopping that communication that allows the collagen to break down um, and also re restores moisture in the skin and helps with scarring. Uh, some of my, one of the oils I use every single day, my mom and I were talking about it today. Um, it's everybody should own it is Copaiba. I put it on any blemish that pops up. I just drop it straight on there and it dries it up overnight. It's antibacterial and, um, calming those are the properties and so anything that's going on in the skin i always throw copaiba on there it's super super powerful cellulite support so i'm going to give you a few recipes every every woman wants to hear how they can help their cellulite so the most important thing about cellulite is breaking down the uh the tissue the bands that are holding the fat into the shapes that we see on our legs and areas that we don't want it to be but um what's that called i'm blanking on the name the fascia that's holding yeah the fascia oh, that's holding yeah. the fat so you want to help your body break that down and some of the oils that you can massage into those areas would be cypress for circulation again bringing blood flow to the area grapefruit is really good for detoxing the fat cells and then juniper berry as well so you're just massaging it vigorously over those areas to help break up the fascia 
And then acne is very, very common using the essential oils. Again, copaiba, but I would make a blend of frankincense, copaiba, and melaleuca. And you can make a spray or a roller bottle, whatever suits you. And doTERRA is really, really good at making things easy for you. There is an acne blend. I mean, there's a blend for everything that you can um, use, but it's also great to be able to use what you have on hand to make whatever you need at that moment. And then very common is the healing salve. And you use this a lot with kids, frankincense, lavender, melaleuca, and geranium mixed with coconut oil or olive oil, avocado oil. I know sunflower oil absorbs really well into the skin. I don't want you eating sunflower oil, but you're allowed to put it on your skin. Um, that is really helpful. And then uh, wart removal is another common one. So oregano and frankincense, if you go read the labels on some of the wart removals, they're so toxic, but you can use something natural like oregano um, that eventually stops the viral replication in the wart so that it falls off. Wow. That's Those are lot. some ideas. We can also send um, you guys, um, we'll make those slides available that have any of the rest. Um, references that we're giving or recipes because it's a lot to write down for sure. Um, and then we also, I know Charlie loves the, what is it called? Is it the healing, what, essential life? Yeah. Is that the name of the book? Yeah, essential life or oil life. Okay. And that is like the Bible of, of essential oils. Like you can look up conditions. Um, you can look up the oils and it tells you the properties of the oils and whether you can use it topically, aromatically, or like internally, like actually take it like straight or make a capsule out of it. It's just super helpful. It tells you if there's like sun contraindications or anything like that. Um, but you can look up all these different recipes for skin, hair, nails, but then even like you know, how to make mildew spray for your bathroom. Like it's the Bible right. on essential oils. And um, it's not too sciencey. Like we've had other reference books before Charlie introduced me to that one. And like, I'm like, geez, you need a degree to read it. Like too much information. Yeah, this this one is like a magazine to, on your coffee table. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy to read. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the citrus oils while we're talking about hair, skin, and nails, yeah. it is important. They do make you more photosensitive. So you don't want to put lemon oil, say on the top of your skin for drainage of your ears or whatever, and then go out in the sun. So you do need to be cautious about that. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that. Sure thing. <laughs> so Charlie, um, I had Katie explain like Arbonne and what makes them special. Can you talk, you can talk specifically about doTERRA, of course, but like what is important in choosing essential oils? Cause like we were in Walmart for something the other day and now they have essential oils and they have like diffusers. Right. And what I saw on the essential oil bottle was like, it says flammable. So could <laughs> your essential oils be flammable, Charlie? No, <laughs> but you get what you pay for, right? So if yeah, you buy totally. $2 peppermint oil, it might set on fire. Um, <laughs> yes, it might blow up. No, this was really important to me. My, if I take any personality test, one of the top things is always that I'm a researcher. So I probably drug my feet way too long on um, picking the right company for me and my family because I researched everything I could know about the product. 
Um, and the essential oil industry is an unregulated industry, kind of like when you're talking about supplements, they're FDA grass approved, generally recommended as safe. So a lot of people can put essential oils out there and all the things I just told you that you can use them for and what they do could be absolutely not true for the bottle that you pick up. It may have no yeah. therapeutic benefits at all. It might just smell good. And sometimes they smell kind of good and not that good. So <laughs> you're not actually getting any therapeutic benefit from it if it's not the quality oil. And I'll go through what that means. And with that growth in the market, there's going to be shady players, just like Katie mentioned, soon as something, yes, it's great natural products, but then you're also going to have a lot of people be like, oh, I got to take advantage of this. People like natural products. So people use, I mean, companies that don't even um, that essential oils are not their expertise are now selling essential oils is kind of entertaining, you know? So, um, but they're going to cut costs and they're going to, oh, very often the biggest thing they do is that they use fillers and they'll fill the oil with, um, say coconut oil, but it's only two drops of peppermint in the whole thing. Some of the oils have really intense color, like yarrow um, is deep, deep blue. And so mm -hmm. if you have, um, that wasn't a play on another product for doTERRA, but it's a deep, deep blue color. And so when it's adulterated, you'll see a lot of light, this light, light blue. Um, so you're like, clearly that's not a pure product. So they'll use false plant species and claim that it is a certain thing. And so there's lots of tests that can prove or find those things. Um, and so when I was looking at the company, the thing that I loved about them is they, they told you, like we made this label certified pure therapeutic grade. We made that so you know what to expect from us. And the thing that I love about doTERRA is that they have proven themselves over and over to me after I finally pulled the trigger and chose them. They've, there's been so many instances where they've proven that this is 100% who they are and what they stand by. And so one of the things is that they, they, they harvest the plants where they naturally grow. And why that's important is mm -hmm. because if you look at say wild caught salmon versus farm raised salmon, the constituents that'll be available for your body to utilize from a farm raised salmon versus salmon that's wild caught and what's available for nutrients in the salmon is going to be completely different. Um, and, you know, if you can think about a tomato grown in South Carolina and Georgia versus Florida, they taste completely different. And so what you're able to get from something where it naturally grows um, matters. So our lemons come from Italy, our frankincense from Oman, they are harvesting it where it naturally grows in its natural habitat. It's also verified pure, free of fillers and harmful contaminants. Like I mentioned, a company can label their bottle 100% pure, but it can be purely CRAP, if there's any children in the room. <laughs> um, it can be not purely terrible, purely worthless. So um, it can have two drops, one drop of essential oil in it and be the be filler for the rest of it. And then um, doTERRA requires third party stringent testing, which means they have every single batch of oils is run through seven tests at a company called APRC. Yeah. And they test every single batch of oils and then they send it back to doTERRA and they do five of their own tests. And you can go to source and you can turn your bottle over and type in the number on the bottom and read the data sheets on your batch of oils that you purchase. So I love the transparency that they have. Um, a lot of companies will not release their safety data sheets on their oils. So that's super transparent. And 
some of the things that have happened along the way, one of my favorite stories is Melissa. The Melissa crop, which is lemon balm, it's an um, used for um, supporting depressive feelings and all of these things. It's a super powerful oil um, used for cold sores. So that's a skin plug for Melissa, but it, they have to get it from the minute they cut it, they have an hour to get it uh, distilled and into the bottles to capture the potency of the oil. And one year the Melissa crop got too much rain and doTERRA said, we're not going to sell the oil this year. And it took them two years to get the crop right. They could have sold it to us for five mLs, it's a tiny bottle for a hundred, I think it's $125 wholesale. They could have just kept selling it. I mean, I would have had no idea that the crop got too much rain, but they knew it wouldn't deliver on potency and um, work like it should. And so they didn't sell it. And I love that. I love them about their integrity. And turmeric was is another example. The companies kept APRC had found several turmerics for them to use. And they were, they said they're 99% pure. We can't figure out this other 1%. And doTERRA said, absolutely not. Like keep, keep looking until you get hundred percent pure. We don't want it. And so they take this part very seriously. And when you're putting it on your skin, doTERRA's oils are ingestible, putting it on your hair, doing all these things, you want to know that it is pure and not purely crap <laughs> um, and, and that it is going to deliver but also be safe you have to love a company with a conscience like that like you know similar with a lot of the nutrition companies like they could sell their stuff on amazon and these companies that really care about you and want consistent quality like they'll sacrifice potential income and profit to be able to deliver a standard product that is always safe and pure and does exactly what they say and i'm sure katie like arbon has pulled stuff and not you know pulled it off the shelves as well same right it's not always convenient but it's the right thing to do yeah. we definitely had similar scenarios and it, it yeah. does it says a lot about the company yeah it does for sure Okay, so we're going to move on to nails. Nails didn't get that much attention in this, but hair and nails are actually made up of a very similar makeup. So anything that you're going to do to improve the growth of hair is actually going to improve the growth of your nails and vice versa. Anything that is wrong with the body that's going to stunt, stunt the um, growth of hair is also going to show up in the nails. So here's pop quiz, although you all have the answer in front of you. So maybe somebody who's not a presenter can put in the chat. What do you think hair and nails are mostly made up of? I don't have any Jeopardy music. Okay, somebody who knows can say it. Keratin. Keratin, what is keratin? Protein. Protein, so protein can make your hair grow? Oh yes, it is very important. <laughs> I have a fun story. I'll have to post the pictures. Sarah was blow drying my hair out and all of a sudden, like, or she was pulling it out, like all these little pieces were like coming down off of it. And I was like, what the heck is that? And she's like, that's all new hair growth. And I was like, that's like a whole nother head of hair. And then, you know, you guys can see my little monkey hairs. I don't know if that's a good thing to say, but um, <laughs> those little hairs are starting to grow in and I'm like, what in the world? Like, I haven't had these since I was a kid. Well, I started taking a perfect aminos product um, months ago and my nails never used to grow. And now I actually have to, my husband was like, wow, you actually have to file your nails. Like I've never seen you do that in the whole like 11 years we've been together. I'm like, you're right, that is weird. And now my hair is like growing like crazy. So I put a post up on Facebook and like, everybody's like, I want a bottle of that. What is the thing? Um, 
But perfect aminos is just, it's exactly that. It's amino acids, and those are the smallest molecules, like the building blocks that make up protein. So your body will use the aminos to help your body make proteins, which hair, skin, nails, muscle, like pretty much all of your connective tissue. So it can help with some of the things that we're talking about as well, um, but you need protein in your body just to be healthy and strong fit and to kind of recover from workouts and that. So we wanted to just take a minute and kind of compare that to collagen. Um, Katie, is there a collagen product in the Arbonne? Is that one of the things you, she always posts, like you take these green shots in the morning. Is there collagen yeah. in that? It, what's interesting is we call it a collagen supplement, um, okay. but it actually has something that helps your body to produce its own collagen instead of um, mm -hmm. like introducing a foreign collagen. So not technically, but along, along the same lines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's a more holistic um, approach to getting collagen and the effects of what people take collagen for. Um, but what I wanted to just tell everybody is when you take, like Katie was saying, like a foreign collagen supplement, you probably only absorb 50% or less of it. There's always waste. And the same goes for protein shakes and meat and eggs, like anything you eat that's a protein source. That's just a natural byproduct of having protein is, you know, your liver has to break it down and there's nitrogen waste that comes off of the protein molecule. And so we don't, once we learned about this perfect aminos, we actually, we have collagen that's been sitting on our shelf up there because we're not selling it because they found like this perfect aminos works so much better and it helps your body make its own collagen and protein. Um, but there's actually all these different types of collagen. And I think people who use collagen get really confused about like, well, what type do I need? And can you, now there's like vegan collagen sources and it's just super confusing. Um, but real quick, just so people understand, there's actually 16 different types of collagen and most of it, 80 to 90% is types one through three. So when you buy collagen products, it's mostly types one through three, but you have 16 types. And so you can't supplement it if you have a product that doesn't have a complete full spectrum collagen with all 16 types, you're just getting a few of them. Um, but type one is more of the, the strong ones for wound healing, bone formation, and comes primarily from beef. So um, type two is connective tissue and joints, anti-inflammatory and gut health and immune health. And that comes from chicken and turkey sources primarily. And then type three is for your organs and your skin. So when we're talking about skin and elasticity and firmness, it's actually the type three collagen. And the best source is beef. So um, I know we have vegetarian and vegan um, audience members, but you're going to notice that with long-term avoidance of animal proteins, it's really hard to keep the elasticity and firmness and the muscle tone that you're desiring without getting the animal products because they are the most closely built to our own muscle and, you know, skin and connective tissue as you can get. So there really aren't animal um, replacement products. But the Perfect Aminos product, I still to this day, I'm like, I don't know how in the world they make it, what is in it, because when you read the label, it's like gluten-free, soy-free, <laughs> it's it's keto-friendly, it's paleo and vegan, and I'm like, what is left? Like, what do they make this stuff out of? So if you are a vegan or vegetarian and you're struggling with um, elasticity or sagginess or like the chicken wing kind of looking thing, um, that is a good actual product that we found that you can use. And then Katie's would be gluten-free and vegan as well, right? So some options. 
some options. And then since we're on the diet um, talk at the moment, there are lots of foods that you can eat. And so I know we think about hair, skin, and nails, and we're like, what can we do outside in? And we talked about all of that, but really your healthy hair, skin, and nails comes from the inside out. And so you have to be eating a diet that's balanced and full of proteins, trace minerals, um, anything that's like going to help hydrate you, things that are antioxidant to fight out disease and damage. Our skin is a protective barrier. So we were designed to know that there's toxins in our air and exposures that we're dealing with that the skin is there to prevent those from coming inside. And so you've got to be able to eat foods that are also protective in nature. So we did a quick list of the most common foods, the best foods for healthy glowing skin. And I'll just read it down. So if you're a note taker, you might want to start getting your pen and paper out or I don't know, record a voice note or whatever techie way you can do it nowadays. <laughs> screen share, screenshot, I don't know. Salmon is awesome for essential fats. Um, watermelon, so it's getting hot. So it's almost like hot enough for watermelon, a nice cool piece of watermelon here in Florida anyway. I don't know if your northerners are listening. You're probably not in the mood for watermelon. I heard you just <laughs> had frost. Like, ugh. That's why I left. But watermelon's a natural diuretic. So if you have puffiness or bloating in the skin, that will help move some of those excess fluids and puffiness out. So puffy. Um, green tea, berries, artichokes, and cloves rosemary so Charlie talked about the skin properties using an essential oil but you can also use this as an herb and in your food and cooking tomatoes actually fight uv damage and are good for an antioxidant source um, carrots and sweet potatoes be careful because they are high in sugar they break down into sugar and carbohydrates but in moderation and in balance with other carbs with you're eating them in balance with proteins and fats you can lower the glycemic index and still get the beta carotene and the vitamin a so when people say retin a or retinol that is a form of vitamin a so you could just eat foods high in vitamin a instead of taking the toxic isolate of retin a and applying it on the skin Avocados are for a number of reasons. Um, they're good fats. So that means they're high in fat soluble vitamins, which are like A, D, and E, which are natural antioxidants. And then your nuts, especially uh, walnuts are high in omega-3s. A lot of the berries and citrus with vitamin C. So Katie talked about um, vitamin C as an antioxidant. It has a natural brightening property on the skin. So sure, you can put it in your skincare products and apply it topically, but what about just ingesting them on a regular basis in the body as well? Mushrooms, there's so much research on mushrooms and how they're adaptogenic. They help the body fight off disease and stress. So a lot of the free radical damage that comes from the environment on the skin is antioxidant stress. So mushrooms, people don't typically think as the highest source of vitamin C, but they're higher in vitamin C than citrus fruits and vegetables. So I always thought that was a cool fact. Um, kale is high in vitamin A, so that whole retinol idea, and it's an antioxidant. Um, almonds are a great snack unless you have a nut sensitivity. And if we've told you to avoid them, then bypass that and eat all the rest of the stuff. Um, eggs are the perfect protein, but it's really cool because once we study that perfect um, aminos product, even though eggs is like the perfect protein, you still don't get 100% or nearly close to that absorption when you eat them. 
spinach. Spinach is so easy to throw in a smoothie and get it that way if you don't want to consume large portions of it. That's high in vitamin A, C, and folate, which are all important for hair growth. So eat your spinach for your hair. Uh, sunflower, flax, and chia seeds are high in things like zinc, vitamin A, E, selenium, and omega-3s. And then oysters are actually also high in zinc. So we talked a lot about zinc with the whole 2020 COVID pandemic dealio. We'll just leave it at that. That's what I'm calling it now. Sounds a lot more positive than what it could say. So it's a COVID dealio now. And um, zinc is good for your immune system, but it's also good for hair growth and repair as well. So just a short list of things if you're wanting to incorporate and eat your foods instead of supplement with them. So we got a couple of quick facts and then we'll wrap up for sake of time. But Charlene, I did want you to go back and touch on, you um, mentioned the three chimneys earlier. Do you wanna teach us what that means? Yes, um, so tying the hair, skin and nails all together and looking at your overall wellness. And like I mentioned, you can tell a lot about somebody's health just by looking at their skin. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason is, is we have what I call the three chimneys. And so if your body's first line of elimination would be the bladder and the bowels. So in a normal healthy body, the first line to detox and to eliminate would be bladder and bowels. And if those are not operating at optimum, then your body's going to move to the liver and the kidneys and use, use those not only to filter, but to try and eliminate the toxins. And then if those are not operating at optimum, that's when you start to see it on the skin. And so we're always working to get to the root cause of the issue and heal from the inside out. So coming off of talking about the healthy foods, you have to restore liver and kidneys and then restore bladder and bowels if you want to see your skin clear and looking healthy. Um, and there's, of course, products with doTERRA to support the three chimneys. Um, there's a product called the Zendocrine blend and it's tangerine oil, rosemary, geranium, juniper, and cilantro, which are chelators and detoxifiers supporting your body and being able to, to utilize the ch three chimneys and to heal them. That's awesome. I didn't think about the oils being detoxifying, but that makes perfect sense. Like we use cilantro yeah. and some other like naturally green products as heavy metal detoxifiers all the time, every single right. day. Um, and then, you know, the 21 day detox, you'll see like rosemary and some of the other ingredients that are in like the SP green food and SP cleanse supplements as well. But yeah, that is when our patients do detoxes, I think it's one of those things, like everybody does a detox because of energy and, you know, extra weight after the holidays, like some of the more obvious things. But I think one of the unexpected results that happens after people complete a cleanse is that people are commenting like, your skin looks so great. Like, what are you doing? And they're like, I just did this cleanse. And so, you know, again, the skin is an outward um, evidence of the internal quality of your health. So yeah, that Absolutely. was perfect. Okay, so I want to make sure everybody gets the resources that we mentioned, like the essential oil book. Um, we can definitely put the, oh, I didn't mention EWG. So this is something we avoided tonight because verbally it just orally doesn't do you any good to just talk about a whole list of chemicals that are hard to spell and pronounce. And then you leave and you're like, what the heck did she just say? She read a chemistry book to me that wasn't helpful. <laughs> so ewg.org is an awesome resource where you guys can start 
going over some of the ingredients in the product. So you don't have to spend hours and drive yourself crazy, but you know, maybe the products that you use on a regular basis, you can turn over and um, start looking up some of the ingredients. EWG stands for Environmental Workers Group. They're a nonprofit organization that's all about educating on the safety of the products that we use. You know, there's products for sunscreen, there's products for skincare, cosmetics. I think you can look up the chemicals like cleaners that you use in the house as well. And it rates the um, safety of them, like red light, green light, yellow light kind of a thing. They also have an app that goes along with it. So if you wanna be like me, the nerd in the store, like scanning barcodes and spending eight hours in the store, you can do that. I bet Charlie, you've never done that, right? <laughs> We just, we like to research and look things up. So their app used to be called the Skin Deep app, but it's actually called the Healthy Living app. And so you can do that right on your phone or tablet, or you can go online and look stuff up. And that's the first place I would talk. But it also tells you what's wrong with the ingredient. So if it's a car known carcinogen, if it's an endocrine disruptor, you know, if it has has like a sensitivity, all the different reasons why they don't recommend it. And then they also have a list of like safe ingredients and products as well. So I always like resources that teach you and educate you, but also give you a solution or a healthy substitution. Um, we will put the links to, um, if you're interested in ordering, you know, doTERRA or Arbonne products, um, we'll put the links for people to start, you know, um, looking products up and um, you guys, I know Charlie and Katie have always made themselves available to our patients and our audience as far as ordering information, pricing, shipping, more like ingredient or product questions that beyond what I know. So we'll make um, some of their resources available to you and contact available to you. Does anybody wanna mention anything else as far as sharing um, favorite resources or ways to get their hands on some of the stuff we spoke with tonight? Sarah, I'll definitely put your salon info in there too. Thank you. So um, I was just gonna add, I love, uh, she's the, easy to listen to and all of those fun things, just ingredients on Instagram. She's one of my favorites and she'll suggest, I mean, the replacement. And I think that that is very helpful to people. So if you're used to using one thing, she gives you the visual of, okay, swap, this is an easy swap out. And I um, find her just enjoyable and humble and sweet. And she does, she's non-threatening. <laughs> she doesn't yeah. make you feel so bad about yourself after, if you're having to make some changes. And so I really do like her a lot. Carol, I think her name's Carolyn, but it's just ingredients. Just ingredients. Okay. I'm going to go follow her later. And okay. I'll just real quick, um, just reiterate yeah, that I know for like doTERRA and Arbonne alike, there's so, if you just go onto the website, sometimes it can be overwhelming because there's so many products. So definitely don't ever hesitate to reach out to both of us because it's always so much easier if we know exactly what concern you're having and we can, you know, give you five things to choose from instead of 200. <laughs> um, so definitely don't hesitate to ever, you know, reach out to any of us as resources so that we can help you know, just make the process a whole lot more simple. Yeah, that's a great point. I know I get analysis paralysis and then what happens is people get the information and they might even actually take the next steps to look some stuff up and then lack the action portion of it because they just kind of get stuck like in overwhelm. And also like what I like to point out on all of our programs as well is that 
know too that like you don't have to implement every single thing and suggestion that we brought up tonight we covered a lot and it can be overwhelming and so just know that all the choices and changes that you make can be cumulatively better for your health or cumulatively worse and so what i suggest is just take something that we said that seems like the simplest easiest thing to implement like maybe you already have some of the oils or some of the arbon products or you know you need a next hair appointment and you're looking for somebody natural like whatever seemed like the easiest first step start there you know and then you know that you can always build and grow and what we know too is that every time you make a healthy decision that just kind of motivates you to take the next step and then once that becomes a habit and it's doable you can always add next and next but don't feel like you have to change everything all at once and certainly don't feel that like if you could only do one of the things that we mentioned or maybe none of them right now that it's not worthwhile to like start with something small or start at a later date too. So what I know is that once you know something, you can't unknow it. So now you've got a lot of more knowledge so that you can be smarter consumers when you're out there in the market shopping and buying products so you can make more knowledgeable, safer you know, decisions for you and your family. So thank you to everyone who participated. You've been a wealth of knowledge and a great resource to everybody. And we'll sign off in good health naturally until next time. Thanks for joining us.